0: The Pro Wrestling Ball. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim, Tim Storm. Storm. Along with 300 photos from the, the independent scene. scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com Russellville. or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille. It's, it's where wrestling, wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling? comedy, and combat sports, then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more.
1: Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the Five Three One, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media.
2: Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F O U R 82 Designs at FOUR 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to FOUR82Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon we're going to be rolling out some high quality t shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs.
0: First off, the light years look better than our first one, also like survived the vibe washer and dryer. They look good and they're good quality.
2: Nice, and those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2-Designs.
0: It's the Work It Fans Podcast, the man they call Dave, AJ Strange Brew, and we're talking a little, oh, radio, tell me everything you know. Talking some Matt Cardona, baby, trained by Mikey Ripwreck. Let's get started. AJ, how'd you pick this topic?
1: I picked this topic because I was told to pick this topic. (laughs) I I I actually have a great deal of respect for Matt Cardona. I I, I do like that. I like Matt. Matt, he is great at self-promotion. He mm-hmm. was pretty much handcuffed by the WWE. We'll get into all this stuff of course, but he, throughout it all he has done a great job with self-promotion. Keeps himself in phenomenal shape mm-hmm. and has overcome a lot in his life. So this should be a fun one.
0: Yeah, I was teasing because I know like this is our first time kind of profiling a wrestler and me and AJ don't usually go too in-depth on things, but so this is a little in-depth for us, but uh, and I know his memory isn't always the best. <laughs> That's why I, I took some notes i thought we had a little fun before in, i did that in I
1: fairness thought, i've had a lot more concussions that's
0: fair well, <laughs> let me ask you so before we even get started what is your first memory of matt
1: cardona my first memory is as an edgehead okay all
0: right good because that's where i kind of was and then for the major brothers sorry the major brothers, first. Right. Yeah,
1: the major brothers and then he became an edgehead but they looked the same so right
0: they did so they were the major brothers and they were doing the wwe yeah him and CCW. brian myers yeah, yeah Ryan Myers, Kurt Hawkins at the time. Yeah. Uh, well, he might even have another name at that point, but they were the majors. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, I was just going with his actual name since we're going right. with Matt Cardona's name yeah. also.
0: Yes. So they started off, the Major Brothers, and the way the story goes, if I remember correctly, he told this on Edge's podcast, and I think Jericho's podcast. Kurt Hawkins actually, after they had, they were told to pitch an idea, like creative down in, development uh, and i think michael hayes liked the edge heads that like they came up with his idea about the edge heads and everything but you know like you can't just be edge's lackeys you know like it's got to be a story for it and i believe kurt hawkins actually sent an email to edge who they only had kind of uh, high and buy conversations to edge thankfully read it
1: really so the jobbing tag team who's brand new to the organization <laughs> only had fleeting conversations with edge
0: Right. And huh. they, they got Edge, read his email, and he loved it. And actually, it was a 2007 Armageddon. The Edgeheads hit under the ring. That's thing we see plenty of times now. Yeah. And they helped Edge defeat Undertaker and Batista in a triple threat match to win his first world title. And they became part of, I want to say the group's name was La Familia. And they had like Vicky Guerrero, who was like the general manager, Chavo Guerrero. And here's a name for you, Bam Neely (laughs) was part of that group. Remember Bam Neely?
1: Yeah, I remember Bam Neely. They, they he was supposed to be like a tough guy who they freaking named similar to hockey great Cam Neely, who right. at the time was playing for the Boston Bruins. Mm.
0: And yeah, I don't even know if Bam was like the biggest guy in that group. He,
1: he wasn't. It was. He wasn't a bad worker. It was just a ridiculous gimmick and yeah. whatever. So yeah. So I'm um... sure. I'm sure. Other than us, the three other people that remember him, love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're tuned in. Look at Bam Neely. I like to see what he's up to. I I, did, I didn't look him up. What he was up to. I just kind of. I'm sure he's out. selling
1: cars in hip scotch, New England, or something like that. I don't know
0: Scotland, bro. I know.
1: Um, yeah, I don't.
0: So you know, they go on and they ended up winning the tag titles at one point of that group. Great American Bash, 2008. They defeated John Morrison, The Miz, Jesse, and Festus. And it says Finley and Hornswoggle are apparently part of that match. Now, yeah, before we move on. That,
1: yeah, that Festus hasn't gone on to Yeah, I was going to
0: ask you. That's where I was going. For yeah. the audience who doesn't know, who is Festus?
1: Yeah, he's one of the good brothers. You might recognize him. He's done a couple things since then. He, he hasn't gotten over as much as Jesse has, Bam Bam Bigelow's kid. But but he's done pretty well for himself.
0: Luke Gallows. <laughs> I guessed.
1: I, I'm pretty sure he goes by Doc Gallows. Though. I
0: believe Jesse actually is Terry Gordy's kid.
1: He is. He's Terry Gordy's yes. son. Oh. And then Terry Gordy's daughter is getting her start with, I believe, MLW coming up. So, Yeah, in, I, yeah, in I thought you were
0: talking Bam Bam Bigelow. You meant Bam Bam Terry Gordy, sir. Yeah, there's only
1: one Bam Bam. <laughs> yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> Bam Bam Terry Gordy.
0: <laughs> well, so after that stint, this is where he ended up going back to WWE's ECW. And this is probably his most famous part of his career, Zack Ryder.
1: Yeah, uh, Long Island IC. Long Island IC,
0: which we'll get to that in just in yeah. one second. So Zach,
1: dude, so they got to compete in the best version of ECW. How how yeah. lucky are they?
0: So, his debut as Zach Ryder, and if you look at this up, like uh, just like in my research, like, you look at like a Wikipedia, it says he beat some jobber and the jobber's trunks exploded. <laughs> yes. Well, that jobber is really I know awesome. who that
1: jobber is. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so that. Uh, funny. Yes. Uh, and that clip gets played every once in a while in places. And yeah, it's become an urban legend all on its own.
0: Yes, it has. It even went to some success in the past year for Rory. Rory was under talking shop, yes. Talk shop, talking shop, Talk shop mania.
1: Whoa, whoa whoa, mania. whoa, whoa, whoa. Screw that, man. He made it big time. He got yeah. to the Working Fans podcast. I like
0: to think that the Talking Shop Boys, you know, heard him on our podcast and then said, Hey, we gotta have that guy.
1: Dude, we gotta get this guy on. Except for I think
0: I got him after. <laughs>
1: after you you did you got him right after.
0: Rory's a great guy. He just he's willing to
1: do the Rory's show. one of the best. Matter of fact, Rory, we need to get you back on. Yes, we do. He was actually
0: our first guest on our first live show with the Buzz. He did not have dude. The he best. was great. Yeah, but he was he had that best internet connection that night. But yeah, it was no. His,
1: techni- his technical um capabilities suck. It might be better it, now though. <laughs> he's got a little but, buzz this year. So, but, but but he was fantastic
0: after that. Uh, I looked it up. This would, I would say, probably be his career highlight on that ECW brand, and I, I've forgotten this. He beat Tommy Dreamer in Tommy in a loser-leave ECW match. So, fun fact: the reason why Tommy Dreamer is no longer a part of ECW is because of Zack Ryder.
1: Tommy, Tommy,
0: and then we started the YouTube series. The yes. Long Island, I see. Actually, I believe it. Z, true Long Island. Z, uh,
1: yes. that's It was a play on the Hollywood yeah. true stories or whatever the hell that is. True Hollywood stories or whatever. But it was his version of that from Long Island. And it was outstanding. Yes, now. Look it okay. up. It's still out there.
0: It's still out there. So let's, you know, And there's guys like his friends, the big O he had on there. His father would make appearances. Now, entertaining. in your words, because you know, I did the prep, so I'll put this to you. In your words, what happened next after he started that show?
1: Oh, then he got buried.
0: No, <laughs> not right away. I mean, he was already getting buried.
1: No, that's true. That's true. right. Um, was- so fans started chanting for him and actually cheering for him. Right. And he was actually getting over on his own. The crowd was going nuts. Right. As as a certain individual say, would say, they were going bananas. <laughs> and it was outstanding. So the WWE did what they always do, Dave. What did they do when the crowd really got behind Zack Ryder? Well, first, they didn't know what to
0: do. Ah. And and at this time, they actually did throw him a little bit of a bone. He he started to get on TV. People were uh, chanting his name, even though he wasn't I wonder
1: if they thought at first that the crowd was cheering for him because he was a WWE superstar and didn't actually have a grasp as to why the fans were cheering for him.
0: I don't know, but this is what happened. Basically, so this is around 2011. And by the end of 2011, he won the U.S. title from yeah. Dulcet, And they put him over. And what happened the following year was basically he fell off the map pretty much. He was jobbing. And more importantly, he was barely on TV because they didn't want you to even see him. They hit him.
1: They and... put him on milk cartons. People were looking for Zack Ryder. They were like, where's Zack Ryder? Yeah. I mean, so that was like 2000 I want to say
0: it's like. 2015 or so at some point maybe he had the hype bros would yeah. be the fault. Right. No, well
1: wait a minute, because he did have the program. You're forget you're glossing over one of his best programs here. Okay. I gotta where,
0: talk about that one with Kane. <laughs> yes,
1: where he got to. well, he got to date one cool. of the hottest chicks in wrestling, Royce Gracie's wife there. Yeah, Eve Torres Gracie. Eve yeah. Torres Gracie, yes. So yeah. so he's in storyline, he got to date her through the storyline. And, and then that that out ended with John well.
0: Who <laughs> yeah. was a baby face? Yeah. Cena made out and then basically Kane, like threw him off. He was in a, was in a wheelchair for some reason.
1: He wheelchair. He got beat up, put in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. And Kane just got rid of him, and that was the end of him until we saw him again.
0: Right. Which, uh, like, yeah, and he would, yeah, he'd hang around here and there. But basically, the hype brothers was kind of probably his next push. Now,
1: well, you know, uh, once they get hyped, they stay hyped.
0: So I, I took this quote. This is from Inside the Ropes. Yeah, that's right, Joe. I quoted one of my researches here. From Inside the Ropes. I wouldn't bring that This is from Matt Cardona. I wouldn't bring the Hype brothers anywhere. Dean Coddy. That's Mojo's real name. As a human being, love him. Mojo, hate him. Tough shit, not happening. He can come backstage and hang out in my private dressing room but we will never be in front of people on camera together ever again. <laughs> he doesn't like that. That's worse than the cane. He was not a fan of the hypros.
1: pros. Well, all I can say to that is woo, woo, woo. <laughs> you know it. I agree with him 100%. I think that the Mojo Raleigh character is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. Can you imagine? I, I have to believe that that's what they base NXT 2.0 on is his colors and his actual performance in the ring.
0: Oh my goodness, yeah. It's, Where uh, is
1: Mojo Ra- Raleigh? Does anybody know?
0: That's a good question. So, quick sidebar. <laughs> Mojo, I did not look him up, but I was wondering the same thing. Like, he's Is he working
1: with Bam Neely?
0: <laughs> he's not working with any independence at all. So, then 2016 was interesting because, for some reason, inexplicably, this Ryder guy, who's like a tag wrestler and not used on TV, ends up, in the uh, not in the, the ladder match for the Intercontinental Title, Intercontinental WrestleMania title yeah, and he wins it
1: <laughs> after not being pushed at all right. and basically Thorne disappearing. <laughs> all of a sudden, he's in this ladder match, which nobody knows why, yeah. and, and, and he wins it. He wins it.
0: He wins it. The a- and the then,
1: final. when he successfully defended it the next night, no, <laughs>
0: that's the no. story. Too. Yeah, no. the next <laughs> night he loses it to Miz. Oh, uh, that's that right. Reese. And R- 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 Miz goes on a really successful run as Intercontinental Champion. Really restores some prominence back to that Intercontinental title. And makes it feel important. I could, believe could- uh, Zach got his dad smacked on that yeah, show
1: yeah yeah he couldn't have done it without Zack Ryder I mean that was amazing
0: I think somewhere at this point Mojo might have turned on him too so again now that's Mania 32 now wait
1: a minute first of all don't gloss over that that Mojo heel turn was absolutely incredible that rememberable really I think that'll it go down it's one of the great surprises of all time
0: well at some point Kurt Hawkins turned came back to the company which you remember Goldberg had that huge undefeated streak for a while Well, Kurt had the opposite of one of those. He just kept losing every week, and they actually kept track. I think it was like, but but he did wear know.
1: Mets colors, which made it more sense. I mean, if you're gonna keep losing, you should look like you're on the New York Mets. Well,
0: they lost a lot, and they eventually they started teaming up
1: again, and then they continued the losing. So that was con- cool.
0: Continued to lose, and then they, <laughs> I think you know, they won a match or not before, but basically some reason or another again, WrestleMania 35. They won the tag belts. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe The Revival, uh, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Now, and let's, wait a minute, let's be why. fair.
1: Yeah. Let's be fair here because Kurt Hawkins and, I'm sorry, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona actually are both really, really good wrestlers. They are. We're That's just a, all
0: about how he's been pushed at this point. <laughs> and,
1: and, and in this time period, Matt Cardona does help out at a place in Long Island called Create-A-Pro, which mm-hmm. is actually owned and ran by Brian Myers along with Pat. Oh. Uh, yeah, Pat Buck. And so they train a lot. And they've trained a lot of great wrestlers, including Chris Statlander, who's working in AEW right now. I, I, I don't know why I'm going blank on other ones, but I know that there's a lot of them that have come out of that.
0: Well, I mean, they also have a huge podcast, the Major Brothers Podcast. Where Absolutely. They talk about their love for action figures, and they have a ton of... Yeah, action
1: figures. Do not call them wrestling dolls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this guy continues to be a success, really, in spite of of his booking throughout the years.
1: I, I just wanted to be fair, because when we talk about them wrestling with FTR, FTR is the probably the best tag team in the world right now. Yeah. And I just I wanted to make sure that they got their due as a tag team. Even though they may not be FTR, they are a really good tag team. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, this booking is just... It's, it's crazy that he would have, once in a while, get these bones thrown to him.
1: And then I, uh, doing- the WWE, I think, kept him locked under contract forever just to make sure he didn't go anywhere and succeed. So...
0: On April fifteenth, <laughs> Hawkins and Ryder were released from W contracts. This is uh, in twenty nineteen as uh, part of the COVID nineteen pandemic budget cuts. At that time, you know we cut even more people this year. I think. So now, um,
1: when when you cut somebody and you let them go, that you know that's not the nicest thing in the world to get let go. However, I think the best thing to do when you do that is to go into the future. You know, on a good note and push their girlfriend to a point where you ask to borrow their house for a vignette. I think that's the way to go.
0: Right, so there is a story. So eventually, Matt Ryder, uh, Matt Ryder Zach Ryder's girlfriend, Matt Cardona's girlfriend, Chelsea Green was still working for the company at the time. Uh-huh. They wanted to do a vignette and they thought about Ryder's pool would really, really be good. And, and I yeah.
1: believe this was literally right after, they fired after he was released. <laughs> yes. like
0: he's not to be with the company. Yeah, he's yeah, cool, yeah. Man.
1: Hey, I know yeah. we've buried you for years, even when you got yourself over, and then we just let you go. Can we use your pool?
0: 15-year career at WWE, too. So he would show up after that in AEW for a few appearances. Nothing really happened. They said not to go with him. And then this is the crazy part of his career. So now, in the last year, he's revitalized his career. I never would have saw this coming. The GCW champ, he basically shows up. He has this online feud with Nick Gage on social media. And then after a match, Nick Gage, there's a druid behind him. You know, like when her Jamaican Druid, he's dressed all in black. And this Druid is walking like John Moxley because everybody's expecting Moxley engaged engage going a feud at this point. And the Zack Ryder thing, the Matt Cardona thing is kind of off to the side. He's just kind of insulting. So nobody expects Cardona to show
1: up. No. No, especially, especially at GCW because Matt Cardona was known for that WWE style. Right. He's not known for doing death matches and freaking blood. And so, blood, Cardona. Blood
0: Who's behind him as a – well, so, yeah, spoilers, Matt Cardona. He's a, in the Druid costume. He kicks him, gives him the double underarm hook DDT. Like <laughs> and, he's Moxley.
1: Like yeah. he's Moxley, yeah.
0: And, you know, Cardona would go on to win the GCW Heavyweight Championship. Now, think
1: he now wait a minute. Something he Something we have
0: match champion. He started dressing up like Vince McMahon when Vince McMahon had the ECW title and had the do-rag. Started calling him the GCW Universe.
1: Yeah, but you're skipping over something here. The crowd actually responded when oh, yeah. he pulled off the Druid costume, and it wasn't John Moxley. Yeah, they threw water bottles and trash. Yeah, trash that, it was not a good response. No, no,
0: That's no. The GCW audience absolutely hated him, and uh, absolutely like this. You know, this totally right. He became the talk of the town, though. Like he was good for GCW. He, it was good for his career
1: and he now he's continued the- he's continued while doing this and he's evolved into this great character in gcw but he's continued to also show up in or- other organizations like impact wrestling where he shows up and actually gets involved and has a world championship match there well
0: so- yeah so yeah i, I was gonna with that so basically but he even brought the internet title back to gcw he used that he lost it to effie and I think he just lost the loser leaves GCW match to Epi right now. Yeah. But I don't know if he's done with GCW despite the fact, but like his career.
1: I find GC- it hard to believe he's just leaving his title there and completely gone.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I think that, uh, yeah, he's been really big for that company, and that company's been really big for him. He did a great job of
1: getting Effie over, too. We've seen Effie wrestle live and in person, and he is a very entertaining wrestler, very good at what he does, and him and Cardona put on a hell of a show.
0: But to what AJ was saying earlier, too, he is currently in PAC Wrestling and NWA, and right now, he's essentially feuding with both companies world champions. He just showed up at NWA and basically, he hasn't challenged Trevor Murdoch for the belt yet. But you can see this is where the feud's going. Trevor doesn't know why he's there, and he's been again doing things on social media. He's like, "Poor Trevor. He's not even verified on Twitter." The nwa and him need all the help. And of course, Trevor here's a throwback, right? He says, "Zach, we don't, Matt. Says, we don't have the same things that are important to us." All hey, I Dave. Uh, big news, Dave.
1: Somebody, somebody's tuning in. Well, hey,
0: welcome, welcome, show So. Great, you pissed him off. <laughs> so NWA heavyweight champion, and that's all that matters to him. At the end of the day, I mean, you know, Cardona is now center of attention at NWA, Impact Wrestling. He was a toaster town at GCW. What do you think is next for this
1: guy? Well, first of all, let's talk about the fact that I think that he is one of the success stories leaving the WWE. Yeah, um, I bad. wonder what could have happened in his career if he even left even sooner. He, he definitely has trailblazed the use of social media. He was ahead of the curve on that. And he's been tremendous. I think that it's actually he's going to improve. He's still wrestling at a high level. He keeps himself in incredibly good shape. I would not be surprised if he wins one of the two world championships. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins the NWA or the Impact Championship because he would be a hell of a heel. He would be a guy who people can come after. He's still vulnerable as a champion heel, which is something that Flair always brought to the table, was that he was always vulnerable. You believed somebody could actually beat him. Yeah, HK, uh, Brett. HBK. Yeah, I like Zach. I'm one of those people who never understood why the WWE didn't use him more. He clearly had a connection with fans, and not just in a positive way. When people want to cheer for him, when he's a heel, people hate him. They want to yeah. hate him. He comes across as smug. He's got the tan. Somehow, he's got the bald spot that went away. <laughs> people, people want to boo this guy.
0: Yeah, I think he. You know, here's I wouldn't be shocked too if he actually. Came back to WWE someday. I'm not saying that's like the right move for him right now. I
1: would but rather like, him not. No, but um, I mean
0: like I could see him in a trainer role or something down the road, too. Like he's just a guy I think everybody like behind the scenes loves. And I think he's a guy you
1: never hear anything bad about him.
0: Not really. I can't think of anything. I think most people just love him. He seems like he's just an honest.
1: And, know, and the thing is, guy. you said earlier that AEW didn't want him. I don't think it said AEW didn't, I didn't want say him. That.
0: I said he just had a cup of coffee there. I think Whatever reason, it might not have been the right fit at the
1: time for both. Yeah, I well, I don't think I don't think he wanted to sign with AEW. I think at that time he wanted to actually do more of the independent work. Yeah, to get out there, spread himself around. He is in real life really good friends with Cody Rhodes. They have this weird love affair of Disneyland, I guess. Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars and Disney and all that stuff, which yeah. which is fine. People have a right to be nerds. <laughs> I'm not judging just because it's pathetic. we as disney comes after us that's all i need but the when you have a connection like that and you have a friend like that you never know when he's going to show up when he's not going to show up if he becomes the impact champion you could see a relationship there again between Mm -hmm. impact and AEW. you just don't know so not uh, only that but there's been a relationship between nwa and AEW through the years
0: so then one final prediction from you and i'll give one too what do you see for him this career this year
1: I think he's winning one of the two belts, if not both of them.
0: Okay. All right. I'm going to, man, a little harder to predict. I bet you at some point, though, he comes back to GCW. Oh, absolutely. I I don't think he's he's
1: leaving his internet title there. Yeah. Well, Why would he just leave his belt that he actually owns? I think
0: he's going to be a multi-promotional champion.
1: (laughs) He could end up winning all three belts, to be honest with you. I
0: could see him being, I don't know if it's going to be Impact. He's not going to win it yet. He's not going to win it from Moose yet. Moose right now is calling a mid Cardona. And making fun of him, and yeah. I think what's going to happen here is he's technically a babyface at Impact right now. I think yeah. at some point when he doesn't win this belt, he's going to be a heel. Well, and that's well,
1: he that's the funny about. thing is he's a babyface in Impact, he's a heel in NWA, heel in he's definitely a heel in GCW. Yeah. But here's something that I could see happening during WrestleMania weekend in Dallas that you're going to want a big event. Yeah. If Cardona has all three belts by the time they get to WrestleMania, you could see a super show between NWA, GCW, and Impact Wrestling for that weekend. You could see a super show in Dallas between the three of them. Hey, I got a uh,
0: fantasy booker for you. How 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 fun would this be and how much heat would he get? Ring of Honor comes back for a big show, over know, Jonathan
1: Gresham. Oh my and god. Cardona takes
0: the Ring of Honor World Championship and
1: <laughs> You're taking one of the purest wrestlers in the world and jonathan gresham T-
0: put the belt on mr sports entertainment <laughs> and mr
1: sports entertainment beats them f- oh, for the ring of honor championship where yeah. they take wrestling more seriously than anything yeah that Man. would they, they might blow the house up
0: i think that'd be something I'd, I'd love to see it
1: you might see the building come down
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well on that note this was our first you know kind of profile of wrestler we'll probably do a few more of these and you know I
1: I think it was fun. I I'm was looking fun. forward to doing more of them.
0: I think we'll have to do, eventually we're going to do some of some bigger wrestlers. Maybe like a, a Terry Funk, Dory Funk. You know, maybe I'll have AJ do the research one of these. Because I know AJ's willing to do the research if he's willing. If I'm I absolutely willing.
1: If you give me somebody I'm interested in, I'll do the research for it. Yeah, maybe
0: a Dory Funk Jr. might. Yeah,
1: we uh, could do Dory Funk Jr. We could talk about what people think that Dory Funk Jr. is boring. I mm-hmm. could tell you why he's not. Yeah. But I do want to mention something real quick before we duck out here. I know this is a live show. Yeah, I it's a
0: podcast. We do the work, so you don't have
1: to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my catchphrase for the end of the show. Oh, okay. But now here in the middle of the show, this Sunday there's a live event for those of you in the Connecticut area. There's a live event for Test of Strength wrestling in East Hartford, Connecticut. You can see them on Instagram. They're up and coming. They're trained by one of the best independent wrestlers. He was trained by Killer Kowalski, absolutely incredible. Mr. Slick Wagner Brown. He has worked the independents for the last 30 to 40 years. He's incredible, but he's training these students and they're doing things the right way, and you got to support your local wrestling. So get out there. It's 2 p.m. Sunday. I'll be there to watch the show live. Hopefully you'll come and join me if you're listening to this podcast and catch my friend and my trainer, Patrick Saint. He's an up-and-coming wrestler who's got a tag title shot coming up. Please make sure you check this out. And, you know,
0: I think that's about says it all. Working Fans Podcast.
1: We do the work so you don't have to.